welcome to the show. Thank you, Dane. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited about um, the questions you're going to be giving me today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on here too. You know, with the launch of this podcast and me getting the opportunity to share more about my story and mental health specifically, I thought it would be most important to bring you on almost first because you were so close in the mental health crisis I went through when I was 22. And, you know, we're going to get into that today. And I'd love just to give you an opportunity to share a little bit more about you um, for our audience who's meeting you for the first time. Okay. Well, uh, basically, my name's Sierra, and uh, I'm actually probably one of the uh, oldest uh, Sierras around. Um, and I'm originally from New Zealand. Uh, that's where my parents uh, um, grew up. And um, when I came over to this country, uh, there were very few Sierras. Hmm. But um, anyway, nowadays, it's like so many Sierras around. So it's not as unusual as it used to be. But the reason why I give that is because, you know, I look up the name Sierra, which is Spanish, and it really means like mountains or the jagged edges mm. of a mountain. And I always look at that as, um, you know, the Lord, you know, he's my mountain. Yes, he's amen. the one. He's my rock. He's the one that um, helps me in everything that I do. Come on. So um, anyway, I'm just really excited to be here today. And, um, you know, basically, um, I have four children, um, four great children, and they're all young adults. And I have a husband who supports me in everything that I do. So I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful. And um, so uh, basically, you know, just going back uh, to the time that I first noticed that, you know, that you were going through some things. Uh, it was a time when uh, I noticed that all of a sudden, your speech was getting uh, a lot more rapid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of good things were happening in your life. And, you know, you were just uh, very much into the personal development space and just reading a lot of books. And um, your faith was very strong at that particular time. And I couldn't understand what was going on because I knew nothing about mental health yeah. as far as what you were going through. Um, I know that I had dealt with issues, you know, with my own mother having gone through depression and um, basically having um, her, I would say, attack as well. Um, but unfortunately, you know, my mother, even though I believed for her total healing, um, well, your grandmother, basically, um, you know, it, it didn't happen. Yeah. And I just remember going through that whole situation, like you were the only one of, you know, of the four kids that said, grandma's going to be healed. Grandma's going to be healed. You know, so that was very encouraging. I don't even remember me. saying that. Yeah. yeah really? You were the one that said, grandma's going to be healed. Grandma's going to be healed. And I thought, oh, oh that, that was encouraging to me um, going through my, you know, situation with my mother. But, um, you know, she, it, she passed away and it's like, uh, you know, God, you know, why didn't you answer, you know, our prayers? And and my mother, uh, your grandmother was such a strong prayer warrior yeah. and everything. And, uh, but that's basically, you know, the background when I started seeing some things with you, I, I had no idea that it was going to um, really develop into, 
you know, a, a manic episode. I knew nothing about. Yeah. I never heard. I never really knew what bipolar disorder was or uh, manic depressive. You know, any of that type of thing. So it was kind of a little bit like unusual. Mm -hmm. But you know, this speediness that that you would be saying all these things, and it was like, whoa, you're just being really fast. And I have to say, Dane, slow down. <laughs> you know. So that's when I first started noticing that there was something, but I just didn't know what it did was. Did you think something was wrong or did you think I was just in a, you know, phase of excitement and, you know, when people go through different phases in life, how did you think about that? Um, I was just, I just wasn't sure. I, okay. I didn't know because I had never experienced that. And it wasn't like I went, you know, to the internet to look it all up to see, right. you know, what's going on with my son. I just had no idea. And, but then when you started, uh, you know, doing some strange things and uh, it just seemed like very weird. And then mm -hmm. it, it just seemed very sudden, Yeah, you know, and um, so, uh, but, you know, thank the Lord through his grace, you know, we were able to come through it. Yeah. Where, when you say you started to see things that were like weird was it my personality changing? Was it delusion? And again, we don't have to go into all the specifics because it's hard sometimes for people to understand uh, the nature of a manic episode. But what were some of those things, even from a high level that you were observing that you started to then say, maybe I, something's wrong? Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to say because it's, you know, just some of the things that you were starting to talk about, like, you know, oh, I'm going to go preach this or I'm going to go do this. And and I knew you weren't like a student of the Bible at that particular time. Yeah. You know? But yet you thought that you could go out and, you know, be a preacher on stage and everything like that. And I thought. Was it preacher specific or was it like motivational speaker? Because I'm trying to remember, too, uh -huh. how I was uh -huh. um, even like talking about acting. And, and this is a part of mania is yeah. you think you're you know, some, you're, you're a part of some grand plan, but do you, was it specifically preaching? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think so because really? we were going to church at that particular time. Okay. And, um, I know that you were doing some content on your videos and things like that. And you were actually the one that went to our pastors at that time mm -hmm. to suggest that they do social media and that they get started it. And they, you know, finally started it and, and now they have their podcast going on. Yeah. Um, all the time now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you had mentioned that. Okay. So I thought, you know, I thought, okay, well, all right. That's, you know, I'm you know, very casual about a lot of things. So it's right. like, okay, well, if that's God's will, then fine. I support you. So when you started to see me acting like this and it wasn't just speeding up, it was additional things. What did you start to do and how did you incorporate your faith in that? Because you were such a big proponent of encouraging me in my faith when it got to the extreme, which we'll get into. But um, how did you incorporate that? And what was kind of your thought process around that? Well, I mean, it's it's just part of my daily prayer routine to pray, you know, for all of the family mm -hmm. and for what you're going through. Um, it was like you were saying things about going out, you know, to like you know, a, a dance place and getting everybody up on, off the floor. And you were just really excited about getting people, um, you know, to, to do this stuff. And it, 
And that to me seemed like, oh, that's a little strange because yeah. that's, you know, not your personality yeah. per se to do something like that. And um, so I was getting a little concerned, yeah. you know, so just praying about, you know, Lord, help them with whatever's going on because I don't know what it is. Right. But I just never thought it would like turn out to be something a lot worse than that. And as you say that, was there a moment that you can remember where you were like, okay, something is seriously wrong? And did you think it was demonic and spiritual? Did you think it was when you did start noticing that? First, what was that? If you can remember something specific? And then how did you think? Because again, we only know so much about mental health until we experience it through someone we love. Right. But was there something that you were like, this is mental health related or was it spiritual? How did you think about that? Um, well, I think that, you know, when I, you were becoming a lot more argumentative mm -hmm. and typically you weren't, you know, you know, you're, uh, that's not your personality, but you were starting to argue about lots of different things. So that was a big sign. And, um, uh, but then when you started, uh, doing strange things, um, and like I said before, it happened within a very short period of time. Yeah. And, um, so it wasn't like, okay, maybe we should take you to a doctor or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, one time going to the movie theater, you went there and, um, uh, you know, you, you basically lost the car. You didn't yeah. know where it was, you know, and, um, you know, had to come looking for you and, um, you know, so it was like, okay, Dane, do you remember where you parked the car? No, I think it was like two days, three days before we could find yeah. the car. You know, so, uh, but fortunately, you know, someone picked you up at the movie theater and brought you home. So, you know, throughout that whole thing, the Lord was still protecting you. And that person who picked me up mm -hmm. was a believer because uh, they talked to me about their faith. They're like, are you okay? I will sit with you in my car until your family comes. Yeah. So even in that time, because I was delusional and I didn't know what was going on, I was like, this person's like helping me, but I don't know. Cause I lost the car. I was, I even got in a car with another stranger. Like, again, like you're not, um, you're not coherent or aware when you're going through this, but to your point, it's like that person was a believer. I remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's so, you know, when you go back and you look at all these different things, the Lord was always there. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that, you know, the scariest part was, you know, when you were, you know, just, just really acting strangely, really, you know, talking strangely. Yeah. Um, but even though there were some unusual things, I mean, sometimes there's some funny things that happen as well. Uh, cause I, cause this was during the time that we were moving. And, um, so I was going to work and we, I had all of these flat boxes. I don't know if you remember the boxes for moving. Mm -hmm. And so I asked you, since you you know, weren't going to school, you weren't, you know, you were in that period. Um, I said, well, Dane, can you just make boxes out of these, you know, so that we can use them to pack our things. So I don't know if you remember, but when I got home, yes, you had the boxes, but they were like already sealed. There's nothing in them. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I mean, it was funny at the time, you know, when I look at it, it was funny, but it was like, oh, this is like, you know, this is not normal at all. Yeah. So, 
I think the main thing that I wanted to do was just keep a watch over you, keep an yeah. eye on what was going on with you. But I guess it was the morning that I know that my husband, well, your dad was saying, you know, he was thinking about, you know, we should make sure that, uh, you know, we don't leave the keys out, you know, because we don't want Dane just to take off. But he didn't tell me that. He didn't say hide the keys. So um, that one morning I got up and then you weren't home and I saw that the keys were gone. And so um, I was concerned about that. And we tried calling you. I don't know if you remember or anything like that. I don't even think I brought my phone when that oh, time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, probably not. So um, anyway, I did call the police because I thought, you know, because you were already acting very strangely and everything. And, and I was concerned about where you were and where you were going, especially after you lost the car the last time. Right. You know, so we really needed to keep an eye on you. And, and now you were gone. And we told you not to go, but you still went. Yeah. And because uh, you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to California. And we said, no, Dane, don't go to California. And he said, no, I'm going to go to California. And then um, then waking up and seeing that the keys were gone. Mm -hmm. uh, that was very concerning. So, but, you know, thank the Lord. Um, after I put in the report to the police, uh, I got a call, you know, a few hours later. And they said that, you know, they had you. Mm -hmm. And that's an amazing story. I know. You know, so. Yeah, I remember when I left. Again, there's parts of it because you're in such a delusional manic state that your your thinking is just like it's it's hard to explain sometimes because your thinking is in a place and i remember driving 70 miles up onto the freeway ramp to go to california and hitting the back of the car and hitting it and that like waking me up to go what are you doing like relax and then i got off got out of the car grabbed sean's bible because i that was the one thing i did bring with me and then i was like i'm just going to walk to california and i'm walking to california on the freeway with cars going by until the point where like a bunch of cop cars get down on the ground, like tons of cop cars. And, you know, fortunate enough, they were great cops. Like a lot of cops are and trying to protect you even from yourself. And, um, you know, they tested my blood and they thought I was on drugs or something like that. And I didn't have anything in my system. I wasn't doing anything at the time. And then I got to the hospital and I'm curious, like when you guys, I remember you coming to the hospital and, you know, grandpa being there too, like what was going through your mind at that moment? of like, what do you think this is? Well, for one thing, I was very thankful that you were in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, because, and that you had been found, that the police had, you know, had found you. Because, um, I don't know if you remember, but one of my friends, you know, her son um, had issues with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. And he uh, went into the hospital, then he left the hospital, and um, someone called the police. And unfortunately, in his incidents, um, you know, they shot him and killed him. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like so thankful that nothing like that happened to you. Um, because you hear these, you know, terrible stories. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of it goes to, you know, that we're a family of prayer. You know, uh, I mean, it's not only me as a person who prays, but, you know, my parents always prayed and, you know, they always participated in prayer groups and just praying, always praying for their children and their grandchildren. And um, so I believe that, you know, your guardian angel was there with you. And, mm -hmm. um, but going into the hospital, 
um, yeah, we were, you know, your dad and I were really relieved to see you there. And uh, when they explained what had happened, it was like, oh my gosh, you know. Did they tell you like the car and everything? Well, yeah, they said that they, you know, that you were on the freeway, you were running on the freeway. And, uh, um, but fortunately you were very compliant. You weren't someone who was trying to fight them. And so when you were in the hospital, you know, the doctor suggested that you go into a behavioral health hospital, explain mm. to us what it was. And so because of what I had experienced with, you know, with your grandma, um, you know, I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I knew that they would be giving you medications, things like that, but I had to put my trust in the Lord that, um, that you would come out of that okay but you needed help and I couldn't provide that help at that mm -hmm. particular time. And even though, you know, as Christians, we pray and everything like that, but, you know, sometimes when you don't know or you haven't been through a situation like that, it's, uh, you just have to put your trust in the Lord and, and um, you know, and say, okay, Lord, you know, we trust you. He needs to go to um, a behavioral health hospital and let them take care of them. But the other thing was that you had to agree to it. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't agree to it, then we couldn't force you to go, yeah. even though you had all of these issues. But you agreed to go. So that was good. So that was, um, so that's what we did. You know, we, you yeah. know, we went to that particular hospital and uh, we could only visit you, um, you know, one you know, one night or one, you know, one time a day. So we would come, you know, every time that we could to visit you. Mm. And um, I, I guess I was encouraged by the psychiatrist that said, uh, well, you know, he's going to be fine. That's what he said? Yes. They said, he's going to be fine. We're giving him uh, very strong <laughs> cocktails, they called it, with the medication. Um, but, you know, so I just had to, you know, trust the Lord that, and, um, and trust, you know, the, the medical protocol that they had for you. What did the, the psychiatrist say outside of he was going to be fine to assure you of that? And I know your faith is in God and being involved in all of this, but were there other things he shared about what he experienced or what he was saying, what your son is going through? Cause still at this time, you didn't know what had happened necessarily. Right. Right. Well, I spoke with the, um, the psychologist there mm -hmm. and um and then I, I believe it was a she um she was just saying explaining that a lot of times with you know with the this this i thought was very insightful because you would uh, you were very much into all of the personal development type of things and just really uh, you know, 10 Xing this and, and, uh, growth, 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 right, right. Growth, growth, growth. And, and, um, uh, you were doing that, but that was like, not necessarily, you know, 10 Xing the Bible, let's say, Yes. you know, yeah. it was all of these other things. And, um, she was saying that you could actually, uh, do too much of it, mm. which I never knew anything about that. I never heard of that, that you could do too much. Because I guess it's like a, it's a dopamine hit, you know, that, that you get something from it and then you continue and continue. Um, so it was kind of like an overload yeah. as part of it. Um, 
but based on what the psychiatrist said, uh, you know, he said that, you know, they were going to bring you back because where you were was not in a normal place. And that's where all the medications were. Coming. So he said, bring me back. Did he explain where I was or well, like, because you were, you know, suffering from, you know, mania. this mania. Yeah. And you were like very delusional and just, um, really basically out of your mind. Yeah. And, um, so whereas I'm the type of person that I'm very anti-medication, very anti-drugs, things like that. But because of what I had experienced, you know, with your grandmother, mm -hmm. um, her coming off of uh, psychiatric medication really did a number on her as well. Mm. And um, so, uh, so I trusted, uh, you know, put my trust in the Lord and also um, put my trust in the doctor that what they were going to give you would help you. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I wasn't fearful of, oh, he's going to be on drugs, things right. like that. Because I just wanted you to come back, you know, to becoming a normal person. And did he demonstrate great faith as a psychiatrist to say he's going to be, I know he said he's going to be fine. Um, we're going to bring him back. But did you, and I don't know if he shared that he was a believer or not, but did you get that sense of him that there was a lot of confidence and assurance that he was going to help me? Yes, I felt like there was. Yes, definitely. Now, whether he was a believer or not, right? you know, he never... Uh, displayed any, you know, uh, belief of some sort. Right. You know, so. And did you, um, did you notice parallels or similarities between your mom and me and what we were going through in terms of how we act or what you thought it was? Because again, I was eventually diagnosed with bipolar disorder one, which is a mental health illness. Mm -hmm. And your mom was diagnosed with some strange mental health illness too. But did you notice parallels in terms of what we were doing? And if it was a lot of spiritual warfare versus just an illness? I'd love to know what you think about that. Well, what I went through with, you know, with my mom, um, hers, because after she passed away, and even during the time that, you know, she uh, fell ill as well, because, you know, she started with depression, and that just got worse and worse. But then, um, you know, then she became uh semi-comatose. I mean, she was diagnosed with a, a brain disease and um, it's called Creswell-Jacob disease, which is like, I don't know, one in two million people get it. Hmm. I don't know how you get it, um, but it's, you know, very rare. And so after she passed, you know, I would be asking the Lord, you know, well, why, you know, why did my mother you know, go through all this, you know, what was, what was the cause of it? Cause I want to know what causes things right? so that don't repeat the mistakes of the past. Right. And, um, even though my mother was a very strong Christian, uh, prayer warrior, uh, my mother was also very, uh, I would say spiritually sensitive, yeah. you know, she had dreams and, you know, I mean, she had dreams about my other son that he was like on drugs and it was true, yeah. <laughs> you know, that he was smoking pot and everything. And she told me that. And this is when he was in, um, I think, in middle school. Yeah. 
you know, so, um, and she would have dreams about other things and um, she would have insights. But I think a lot of times people that are spiritually sensitive have to be careful as well. But my mother also had an, a spirit of fear. And so a lot of times her spiritual spirituality and her walk with God, I felt was based on fear. Like, you can't, you know, don't do this or something bad will happen, you know, yeah. don't do this. And, um, you know, and just the things, how she spoke, you know, that, and I never wanted her to speak fear into all of you guys, mm. you know, cause I, you know, I learned early on in my Christian walk about, you know, the words, what you speak and, um, you know, the power of the tongue. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, you guys would never speak death over yourself and say silly things, even though, you know, it might be a joke or maybe you didn't really mean it, but still there are spiritual forces out there and, you know, you can give them permission for things to happen to you because you spoke these words. Mm -hmm. um, so with my mother, I just felt that a lot of her issues, you know, had to do with that spirit of fear. And uh, so I knew that I could not have that spirit of fear that I, you know, I had to have my faith in the Lord. And, um, and so at least at that particular time, I really had a revelation of how much God really loved me. Mm. You know, I mean, I think people take it very lightly. Oh yeah, I know God loves me. God loves me. I know that I love God too, but, you know, but I think that it's just really having that in-depth revelation uh, which was something that even though I had been a Christian since I was 10 years old mm -hmm. um, and I loved the Lord and I knew the Lord was always with me, even when I wasn't, um, you know, acting like a Christian or I wasn't really serving God, uh, you know, throughout, you know, college days and in my early 20s. But I knew the Lord was there. I knew the Lord would always help me in everything. But um, but it's the you know, just knowing that I wasn't going to be like my mother and be fearful. So, and I knew the promises of God. And so, um, and that's what I relied on, you know, that, that you would come through all of this, even though my mother being where she was, didn't come through it the way I wanted to see her come through. Um, it, you know, the Lord revealed that, okay, well, it's a lot of what she spoke. She did not, mm. you know, she spoke things out of fear. And um, even though I gave her all the Bible verses to speak aloud, you know, speak healing over yourself. And, um, but sometimes, you know, you, even though you want it so badly for somebody else, yeah, you know, they have to be in that place. They have to come to that place where they know that God loves them so much. Mm. And, um, and that's that revelation that I felt that, I didn't really understand his grace um, and that how much he loved me. And it wasn't how much I loved him. It's how much I knew he loved me. Mm. And so when I would go, you know, to, to pray about your situation, it was because, you know, Lord, um, trusting in you because you love me so much and you love my son so much. It's because it's out of love. You know, uh, I didn't have to beg God. It's yeah. just knowing, you know, you're my father. You are going to take care of this. Yeah. So, um, but having gone through with I, what I did with my mother, it gave me, uh, it helped me through what you were going through. 
And, um, but so, you know, I'm thankful to the Lord right. uh, that it didn't take, you know, as long as, you know, it didn't take years. It was quick. Yeah. Less than a year, four yeah. to six months. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that I was operating in that spirit of fear too, similar to your mom when I was going through it? Because that's extremely how I, that I felt an extreme level of fear on my life that I had not felt. Um, and I just remember you being a part of that, encouraging me with so much faith. Mm -hmm. But did you see that similarity? Yeah. I mean, you were like paranoid. Yeah. I mean, I know when you, you know, you, you um, thought there were cameras in the house. Mm -hmm. You thought that, you know, someone was watching over everything you were doing, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, there was that spirit of paranoia. So, yeah, definitely there was some fear there. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and the thing is, you know, when you went, you went to California twice. It was like the first time you went there, uh, you went through a lot of weird things there. And yeah. then the second time that you went there was the day that, you know, you went missing and I called call police, mm. you know, so, um, you know, but yeah, you did have, you know, that I felt that you did have that spirit of fear as well. And I and I really thought that it was a um, demonic attack. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah, I really did because it was so unusual and such a change um, in you. And of course, you know, when I first when you first sort of manifested this this very argumentative and weird stuff, um, you know, then you know, it's rebuking that you know the demons out of you and speaking in tongues and all that type of thing. Um, because that's all I knew to do, right? you know, because um, that's what the Bible says, you know, that we can uh, command demons to come out. Mm -hmm. And um, so now, did I see a big change right away? And, you know, did you throw up and, and then you were okay? No, you had to go through the other things, Yeah, you know, but I did what um, I felt that I needed to do, you mm. know, and I wasn't going to let the devil get you, right? you know, so. Did you feel any attack from the enemy on your life when you were dealing with that with me or like the enemy saying anything to you? Um, well, the enemy is always going to say things, you know, because of of what because my mother died, because your grandmother died, having gone through her issues, uh, you know, then, you know, the thoughts come in. What about if your son never comes out of this? What about yeah. if he dies? You know, maybe he's going to be like your mother, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, the thoughts came, but you have to pull down those thoughts, you know, in Jesus' name, mm -hmm. and then trust what the word says, because, you know, those thoughts would come, but I, you know, rebuke those thoughts. And then, you know, it was, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, re, re, you know, the, the Lord says to remind him of his word, you know, mm -hmm. remind him of his promises. So I would say, you know, Lord, I want to remind you of these promises that you promised me, you know, that all my children will be taught of the Lord and great will be their peace, you know, that all my children are blessed and that whatever I ask believing, you know, I shall receive, yeah. you know, so I would speak words of healing, you know, over you, even though I didn't see it yet, Yeah. you know, so, um, but I had to put myself in the word all the time yeah. and speak those things. And I had to listen to, uh, you know, teachings on healing. I had to have that encouragement coming in. And, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. 
Yeah. I even remember when, do you remember when we were sitting on the couch and I was really questioning you about the Bible mm -hmm. in a very argumentative way? Can you tell everyone what you did? Well, I don't remember. You don't remember that time when we were sitting down and I was questioning you on the Bible and then you stood up and you looked at me. Well, you have a better memory than me, but. <laughs> it's okay. I'll basically, I'll tell the story. You stood up, you looked at me, you put your hand on me and you started to rebuke that spirit that was on me. Mm. And I looked at you, I remember looking up at you going like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That but that was that demonic yeah. spirit and yeah. just oppression that was twisting everything I believed. Yeah. And yeah. you wouldn't have it. So you did something yeah. about it. You wouldn't back off. Yeah. No, I do remember that. I remember a few times that I had to yeah. do that, you know, so... Because the thing is, when you're coming against, you know, when you were coming against me with that and bringing these things, it, it, it wasn't you. Yeah. It wasn't you at all. You know, so, and it's like, okay, well, you know, flying spirit, you know. Right. We, you know, we have to command those things to, to leave. So, um, and, you know, it's, you know, when you look at those types of things, you know, we do have a spiritual world, we have a physical world, and the spiritual world is something that, you know, it's the unseen world, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's um, you know, hard to say, well, this is definitely what it is, but I believe, you know, we, you know, we are spiritual beings, mm -hmm. and uh, we may not see what's going on in the spiritual world, but we can feel it through the Holy Spirit, Yeah, and we just have to, you know, stand on the Word of God, and use the Word of God, and speak the Word of God, and believe it. And, um, you know, come against those kinds of spirits. Mm -hmm. When I um, got out of the hospital and got plugged into the psychiatrist and they brain mapped me and they showed me and you and dad were there. I remember when they're like, this is your brain. You have severe, you have a severe case of this. It's extremely um, serious. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me, you're going to have to take these three medications. This is going to be your life. You know, yeah. um, what was going through your mind? Because I think you were a huge part in helping me deal with that situation that was now placed on my life? Mm -hmm. Well, it was just to, to continue, you know, to continue to pray. I mean, it's like the brain mapping type of thing says, oh, okay, you know, here's the frontal part. This is where all this stuff is going on. And I know um, at that particular uh, psych, I guess it was a psychologist at his clinic, um, you know, they also were believers mm -hmm. and they would pray. They'd have a prayer meeting. And I know that you went to some of those prayer meetings yeah. and um, you were prayed over by, um, you know, some of the people that were there. And one of the gentlemen um, that was in that group was also at our church. Mm -hmm. He was like one of the elders or deacons in the church. And he's the one that came and told me, he says, your son is going to be fine. He's mm -hmm. going to be completely well and normal and all that wow yeah so and he I was them. he was a form of encouragement oh, and yeah. faith for you oh yeah because i remember you telling me that and mm -hmm. i always will tell on the live streams like my mom was the person i needed in my life to remind me in faith that i was going to be okay until yeah. i believed it mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah so he you know um and that's the thing like whenever you're going through things um you know, the Lord is always there to help you with the little things, mm -hmm. you know, to for that encouragement. And, you know, we can think that we're the strong Christian or whatever. But, you know, when you're going through the storm, it's um, it's not easy. And, um, you know, and with and with your dad too, being, 
you know, sort of like a baby Christian, it was very hard for him to deal with it yeah. at all because, you know, he wasn't someone that I could say, okay, let's, let's pray together and we'll just, you know, declare the word of God over Dane and everything. He was scared, yeah, you know, and um, so, but, you know, it wasn't going to be deterred by, you know, maybe his lack of, of faith at that particular time. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I had, you know, my dad praying, I had, you know, my stepmom praying and, and my aunt praying and so many people praying. I don't know if you remember, but one of my good friends at that time came to visit you at the hospital and she's a very, she was a very powerful woman with a lot of, knew a lot about things in the spirit. And, um, but she came to the hospital, you know, to the place and, and she started speaking in tongues and, you know, rebuking the demons out of you there. And I think it just scared you a lot. Because I was already in so much like paranoia and fear and like, you need to get me out of here to then go, what are you doing, lady? You know, that because yeah. that, there was so much already going on. But yeah. I like looking at it now, I'm so grateful for having people who were bold in their faith to go, yeah. I'm going to pray for you and I don't care what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people that, you know, have the Holy Spirit in them and, um, you know, are, are praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues and, and, you know, not being afraid to rebuke those demonic spirits. I mean, that, that's, um, it's, you know, that's part of the, the body of Christ. You know, we're all members of the body. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to lean on other people to help us during those times too, mm -hmm. because we can't, you know, uh, we may not be strong in certain areas, but other people are, you know, so I was very grateful for, um, you know, Priscilla coming to pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that like it was yesterday, her laying her hands right yeah. on me and I'm going, <laughs> guys, I just want to get out of here. Please help me. Like, so afraid. Yeah. When I, when we had the opportunity to go to church, do you remember that looking over at me and saying, you should go up for prayer? Can you talk to us a little bit about that and what your experience was because I had a very supernatural experience being prayed for in church and believed I was healed right then and there when it happened. But can you share your side of that story? Well, I mean, I didn't, you know, see everything that was going on, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, but I believe in, you know, in, in the power of prayer and certainly, you know, a lot of times when you go to church and, you know, they always have people up front that will pray for you. Uh, if you need it. And, you know, a lot of times I, I, you know, wonder, well, you know, is this person uh, strong in their faith and they're yeah. going to be praying for me or whatnot. But um, the church that we were going to, you know, you obviously um, had the pastors pray for you. And um, so I didn't, you know, see any visible, you know, changes or anything like that. But I just remember you telling me how you felt. And so I just praised the Lord, you know, like, mm -hmm. thank you, Lord. You know, and, and the thing is, I have, I always had an expectation, Yeah, you know, that, you know, things would work out. That was my expectation. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. Right. You know, but I had to continually um, be thankful, you know, and I think that that's, you know, when we pray, um, we can continue to pray, but then we thank the Lord for the answer. We thank the Lord for the healing. We thank, we thank the Lord that he is faithful to his promises. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and look what he's done in your life. I mean, my Lord, I mean, it's like, 
you know, did I ever expect that you would be doing what you're doing now? <laughs> Certainly not, you know. Right. And uh, but God, you know, whatever the devil has in mind, you know, to um, destroy your life or whatever or steal, you know, because we know the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. So if he, you know, can't kill you physically, you know, he's going to try to steal your you know, your future, he's going to try to destroy your, you know, God's plan for your life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, God has turned that, you know, the devil's plan for your life completely around. And now you're, you know, kicking him in the, the booty, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you this too. Do you remember what I was telling you when I got out of the hospital? Because I believed because you believed that this wasn't going to be my life. And I never spoke that illness over my life once. Mm -hmm. I was like, my identity is in Christ. I don't know when I'm going to be healed, but I believe God can heal me and this will not be my life forever. But I had something that was more difficult that I was dealing with coming out of the hospital. And it was how my mind were, like right. felt. Can you yeah. explain kind of what I was saying and sharing and your thoughts on that? Well, when you came out of the hospital, I mean, certainly uh, your dad and I were very grateful to have you home, but it wasn't like you came home and you were like no. normal. Uh, you came home and you still were quite delusional. Mm -hmm. And and then you gained 20 pounds and then you were this chain smoker all of a sudden. It's right. like, where did that come from? You know, you never smoked cigarettes yeah. in your whole life. Right. And then you go to this behavioral health hospital and you come back and you're chain smoking. Right. I mean, that was so weird. It's like you still had weird things going on. Yeah. Um, I wasn't healed. Not completely. Not. I wasn't. I wasn't healed at all. I was in the hospital, but I wasn't healed. Yeah. I, but, I had medication to bring me down. Right. But that's the only thing that had happened, which was important. Yeah. And so it was, but still, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this is very strange, you know. But um, you know, again, that's why you know wanted you to go to church, which you would do. You know, yeah. You would go to church. But you remember what I was saying with my head. Well, yes, I remember that because you said that you felt you, you said the psychiatrist would said to you that you had like um, that what you went through damaged your brain mm -hmm. and that every time you go through a manic episode, it would damage it any even more. Mm -hmm. So basically what he was saying was that you were going to lose your intelligence, that you were going to, you know, if if you you know, scored a certain amount on your IQ test, it's, it would be lowered considerably. And what you already went through had been lowered. And, and you, you know, basically, you know, you felt like you had lost everything that you had learned, mm -hmm. which, you know, when you were doing a lot of the reading, all the books that you read, whether it's business books, personal development books, all of the knowledge that you had attained, you didn't have it anymore. It was yeah. gone. And you were really concerned about that. And I remember, I believe, I told you that you, that God would give it back to you yeah. and double for your trouble. <laughs> you know, he would increase it. What the devil, you know, meant for your harm, God will make it for, you know, for good. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, and that's the word that we have, you know, when the devil tries to steal from you, you know, we command, you know, we demand that it be repaid. It's so, so interesting to look back because it's like, he gave it all back double. Yeah. It's like, I feel sharper than I've ever felt. And I remember in that time telling you that it was harder to deal with than the diagnosis. Because mm -hmm. I was, I already made my mind up about the diagnosis. I'm like, I'm going to just get through this because that was how I was, right? Yeah. Like goals and working hard right. and like, 
I believe that God can heal me. It was like, I'm just going to get back. I'm going to get back to doing what I'm typically doing. But it was the thing that I felt that I couldn't control, which was my mind and how it was created and shaped. It was yeah. like, that has been taken. Yeah. And yes, you saying like, you're going to get it back and believing that, you know, God would potentially bring it back. That was way harder for me to deal with than yeah. being diagnosed with someone who had to take medication. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. You were taking medication and I know that you know, my father gave you all of these supplements to yeah. help and you took that for a while as well. But then you felt it was a point where you felt that, that you did not need, I think you replaced the, the, uh, the medication with the supplements. Mm, and yeah. Then, we slowly did. Yeah. yeah. And then you decided that you didn't need some of those types of supplements, maybe like vitamin D or something like that, you know? And, um, but yeah, you came off of all of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, slowly, but you came off of them. And the weight came off. <laughs> yeah. The weight thing was like, I need to get off this medication because it's destroying my body. Yeah. Because of like, you read the labels and they're like, yeah, it's going to increase your blood sugar through the moon and do this and this and this. And yeah. that was tough too, because yeah. I was into fitness and health. And I'm like, gosh, how much more difficult can this all be? Yeah. I already lost everything in my head in terms of how I felt. I already have to take these meds and now I'm gaining all this weight. Yeah. It's like, what else? Yeah. But I got off all of it pretty soon. And then- you know, everything just came back. And then I believed I was healed. It's just the healing in my like brain and how it worked maybe took a little bit longer in terms of the memory and getting everything back because it was damaged. And they told me like, when you're manic, your brain is literally destroying itself yeah. because it's imbalanced. Mm -hmm. So that just took a little bit of time, but I believe the healing was done right then and there in yeah. church. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just so thankful to the Lord, you know, and people's ask, well, do you believe in miracles? Yes, I do believe in miracles and believe in healing yeah. because of, you know, what you went through. And um, it's like, uh, I mean, and and I just want to give hope to other people yes. that are going through similar things, you know, with their family that, you know, prayer and the word of God and having mm -hmm. this, you know, the Holy Spirit in you and to trust in the Lord, get those promises in the Bible and remind the Lord of his own word, you know, his word is powerful, but he says to remind him mm -hmm. of it. And which is great because it's like, it, it's like you're in, you know, like you're in court and you're, you know, bringing your case before the Lord and um, say, okay, your word says this, this is your promise. And I'm, you know, standing on that promise, you know? Yeah. And um, so I'm just very thankful and, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, what he's doing in your life now. And, um, and if, if, if our story can help other families going through it, I mean, then, you know, we're supposed to be overcomers, Yeah. you know, and the Bible says to, you know, that we overcome, you know, by our testimony, you know, and, uh, the blood of the lamb. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, what can I say? You know, God is good Yeah. all the time, even though we go through things that we don't want to go through. Mm -hmm. And even like in the situation with my mother where she died, yeah, I thought, you know, I wanted to write a book about my mother's experience, everything, you know, but I wanted it to have a great ending, but it was like, <laughs> my mother died, yeah, you know, but the fact is because of what I went through, it strengthened me mm -hmm. and helped me to go through the storm that was coming with you. Yeah. Wow so powerful. And I just want to just thank you. And I appreciate you being vulnerable to come on and share your side, because I know we've had 
numerous conversations about this over the last 10 years about as I started to learn and understand and God's been able to help me like process it. Mm -hmm. um, it's been super helpful. And you've been the reason I truly believe I was able to have the faith to get through this. And that's what I talk about every day when I share my testimony as I had a mom who injected so much faith into me in a time where I didn't have it for myself and operated in that spirit of fear. And I do believe that you were, you were, or you are had already gone through so many things um, with your mom that although it didn't work out in regards to what we were praying for, we believe she's in heaven right oh, now yeah, in no pain, definitely. rejoicing yeah. and looking down on God's redemption story through this. Right. And it's just important, I think, to share that and help others because we have so many people who are connected, women, families, people going through mental health. It's such a it's such a crisis and challenge right now, and it gets people to be in a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. So I think um, in closing, I'd love to just ask you, and we can always do another conversation like this where we go into more topics and things on you know, what you think with different mental health things and the different things that people think about healing versus some people can be healed, but I'd love to know um, why you think it happened or if you were just to encourage someone who's going through something or um, someone who's going through something like this, a mental health crisis in a family, whether it be them, a family member or a friend, what you would say to them based on what you've been through and what what you've seen God do? Well, I think that, you know, with, with mental health, I mean, it's such a broad um, area. But the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize there's a spiritual aspect of it as well. I mean, you can go to the doctors, you can go to the psychiatrists, psychologists, and they're just going to prescribe, you know, medication, which doesn't mean that that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you need to do what that what's going going to help in the you know, and you also need to have the Holy Spirit, you know, as well. But to remember that there is a spiritual world, and there are, you know, we have angels of the Lord, but there are also the demonic forces that want to destroy your life, and um, and if 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 they can, you know, attack the you know the the mental aspect of you know of who you are, it's really your soul because your soul you know, consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so the enemy, our enemy, um, the devil, the accuser, Satan, he comes after your mind. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're such people of the soul, you know, it's like our, our emotions, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing this or whatever, but it's really that the spirit the Holy Spirit in us that needs to guide us. And when we have family members that are going through things like this, you know, we need to, um, you know, get them the help that they need. But also remember that it could be demonic oppression. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you as a Christian have the authority to speak over that, especially if it's your own children. Mm -hmm. You know, you can command those demonic forces to leave, you know, in Jesus' name. Yeah. And, um, and just grab the word of God and, um, you know, and just, you know, have speak the, the truth of the word, you know, what does the word say? Right. You know, what is your, you know, who are you in Christ? And, um, you know, and, and I think that a lot of times people wonder, well, you know, how do you open the door to that kind of thing? Because sometimes you do open the door 
you do open the door by, you know, it could be through, you know, um, drugs open, you know, that opens the door, you know, and, um, and I think in your situation, you had opened the door, mm-hmm. you know, cause going through all of the different, um, self-help and learning all those different things, um, you wanted to experience so much because you were learning so much, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the enemy took advantage of that. Yeah. And, um, so the thing is we have to guard our hearts mm-hmm. and, um, and that's what people don't realize, you know, guarding your heart and, um, and just, you know, ask the Holy spirit to guide and direct. And if, and if it's a family member, like a, you know, uh, and if you're, you know, are a Christian, then just know that God loves us all. God loves you. God loves your child. God loves your, you know, your sibling, your, your spouse and, and, um, you know, and just pour that love of God into them and just get the word, find those scriptures in the, in the word of God and speak those words and get rid of that spirit of fear and, uh, get rid of unbelief and get rid of doubt and just believe. Yeah. So So powerful and so true. And you, a lot of what you've done from the moment I was really young was you helped me understand the power of my words. Mm -hmm. And that is the entire makeup of the ministry that God has blessed me and asked me to do with social media is to pray powerfully for people and to speak God's word over your life because it renews your mind and helps you remember who you are. So that is everything I am today in regards to how I operate was built based on you encouraging me in that, even though I might not have always done it when I was a kid, it definitely stuck later on in life when I started to know who I was and not just chase this world of improving myself, but improving in knowing who the one who made me is and leaning into that as my source Mm -hmm. that gives me everything I need. I'd love to just end in you taking just a little moment of time to pray for anyone listening to this who's going through a battle, if you wouldn't mind, and then we can uh, end here. Okay. All right. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time of uh, fellowship here. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to um, speak with Dane and to be able to speak to anyone that's listening to this right now, that um, there might be something that, you know, triggers uh, something in their own lives, Lord God. And we know that, you know, people are suffering and we know that people are hurt and uh, people are looking for a cure and an answer. And we know that the answer and the cure, Lord, is with you with your word and your Holy Spirit. So right now, for those that are listening, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, um, that you would heal those that are going through whatever mental disorder that they're going through right now. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over them, the blood of Jesus over them, that um, they would be healed in Jesus' name. And Lord God, I just... And anybody that is suffering from demonic oppression right now, I just rebuke those spirits, those evil demonic spirits, and I command them in the name of Jesus to go in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, just fill them with your love and let them know how much you care for them. And Father, just um, just put your arms around each one that's listening so that they know how much you care, how much you love them, how much you want them to be whole. 
And Father, we just thank you so much that uh, for Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that he suffered for us. He took all of our pains on the cross and we don't have to suffer, Lord. We just have to believe in you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you so much. We pray that you would bless everyone that's listening and may this message make a difference in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for taking some time to pray and also being here to share a little bit about your story. I definitely think we'll do this again in a later date as this podcast continues to be um, developed and things of that nature. But I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, Mom. Oh, well, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. <laughs> awesome. I love you. Love you too.